I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 43. The only podcast for brokers by brokers. I Love Mortgage Brokering will inspire you to up your mortgage business. Join your host, Scott Peckford. Hi, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. I want to share with you a new series I'm doing called the CEO Series, where I'm interviewing the CEOs of all the major brokerage houses. There's two goals with this. The first goal is to find out who these people are, what makes them tick, and how they ended up leading a national brokerage. The second goal is to find out where their company's headed and what makes their brokerage unique. Basically, why should someone choose their company in light of all the options that are available? I'm excited to share these interviews with you. Hopefully, you're going to get some awesome stuff from them, and you can find them all at ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash CEO. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce my guest today, Gary Morris. Gary's the founder of Dominion Lending Centers. DLC is the largest brokerage in the country. This year, they're going to fund probably about $14 billion in originations. That's B with a billion. They have 175 franchises across the country, 2,400 agents, and they launched in 2006 and have absolutely exploded onto the mortgage scene. Gary, I'm absolutely stoked for this interview today. You ready to rock? Sure, I'm Scott. Awesome. So I always like to ask if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you actually got into the mortgage business. Yeah, well, you know, um, I started in the uh, mortgage business in 2005 and a uh, really interesting story. I always had a very entrepreneurial background and I had built two companies that I um, had started in British Columbia and built them nationally. One I had sold to Rothmans, Bendis and Hedges and one I had sold to a, uh, a large income trust. And, um, you know, I was spending some time when I sold my last company. I have a vacation home down in Palm Springs and have had for, for many years now. And I was talking to my neighbor, actually. Uh, we were having a barbecue one afternoon, and he was a mortgage broker for WAMU, Washington Mutual. And just through casual conversation, he said to me, hey, you know, 75 or 80% of all mortgages done in the U.S. are done through a broker. And I remember thinking immediately, wow, you know, how, you know, how does that happen? I mean, it's a very large market. There's hundreds of banks in every county in the U.S. It's completely mm-hmm. different than our structure in Canada. And that market share number was just incredible. So, you know, I asked him a few more questions about it. And uh, I honestly believe that whatever happens in the U.S., whether it's fashion or fabric or music, uh, eventually happens in Canada, whether it's two years later, five years later, ten years later. So I had a, uh, a lifelong friend who was the largest Royal LePage owner in Western Canada, a guy by the name of Chris Cade, who's now my business partner. Uh, Chris also had a very small mortgage company. He had eight or nine brokers, primarily just to, you know, sort of do business uh, within his real estate network. And I asked him who the competitors were, what the market share numbers were in Canada, who used a broker. And I quickly realized that uh, there was probably an opportunity for a national brand. So when I came back from Palm Springs, I approached him, uh, just, you know, immersed myself in the business, tried to learn everything that I possibly could, became licensed myself with the initial goal uh, right from day one uh, to build a, a national brand. And that was, um, that was 2005 when the concept uh, started to germinate. And we launched January 27, 2006. That's crazy. So literally from a backyard barbecue conversation, you're like, hey, this is a trend in the US. I think that this is going to go you know, in Canada as well. And how do I get involved in it? And then within a year, launch a brokerage from nine people. Now you're at what, 2,400. But if you combine with mortgage centers, even larger. So that's, that's awesome. So before we dive into your story, I'd love to ask you about a success quote. For me, I love quotes. They take an idea and they distill it down into something that's portable, something that you know you can take with you and remind you of a way to think. So can you share a quote that's really impacted your life or business? Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny that you said you love quotes. Uh, I also love quotes. I immerse myself in them and I'm, I'm a consummate reader and have been for a lot of years uh, and I get a lot of inspiration from quotes. Uh, you know, one of the quotes that, that, you know, has stuck with me for years and years and years is stop waiting, uh, you know, for the world to become a better place. Make it a better place. You know, so often uh, people just get into that 
you know, that area in their life where they're stale or they're flat and, and they just, you know what, they think to themselves, you know, is this all there is? And, and they kind of get, you know, uninspired and, and they find themselves uh, waiting for something to change. And, and they say in six months or a year, things are going to be different. And so when I say stop waiting for the world to become a better place, make it a better place, uh, I think that, you know, every one of us has the opportunity and the fortitude to, you know, small or large, to, to get involved and uh, do things, uh, social initiatives that help you make contribution to your community, to your city, to your family, and, and to help others. So uh, I, that's a great quote. So can you give me an example? It sounds to me like you thought the mortgage business is a ex- perfect example of you using that quote saying, how do I change, you know, make it a better place? Why don't I just create something? So can you give me another example, though, of something that maybe either within your business or within your franchise that you're like, hey, people complain about this or most people do, and I'm just going to figure out how to solve it. Can you share an example of something? Yeah, maybe? yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've been saying for a lot of years to a lot of people that, you know, show me anyone out there, show me anyone listening to this who doesn't have a problem, whether it's uh, financially, mentally, emotionally, or physically. I mean, we all have trials and tribulations and we all have things going on in our life. Uh, you know, for me personally, uh, I believe that giving starts to receiving and, and I believe that with any success in, in life comes great responsibility. And with that great responsibility, uh, you know, comes trying to make a difference. So for me, I have a couple of initiatives that are very near and dear to my heart. One is a anti-bullying foundation called uh, I Am Someone, the I Am Someone Foundation. And that was launched after the death of Amanda Todd. Amanda grew up in Portland, my hometown, where I had offices. I reached out to her family. We wanted to help. We helped them out with uh, some things in the early days. But Amanda's uh, last message on her slide that, of course, went viral and has 25 million views on it was, uh, I have no one. I need someone. And I remember reading that, and I thought, I am someone. And I brought together the community, the RCMP, the, the mayor of our community, and I started something called the I Am Someone Foundation. And just ironic timing, uh, a press release will go out to all the local TV and radio stations uh, this afternoon. All the local papers got theirs yesterday. And uh, we brought on TELUS as a sponsor and just launched our, anti, our sorry, anti-bullying texting platform. So now when kids are going to self-harm themselves or when they're being bullied or, or beat up or picked on or, you know, getting attacked uh, via social media... Rather than asking them to call into a toll-free hotline, they can now text and communicate in the same manner that they prefer to communicate, and that is texting. The average child sends more than 4,000 texts per day, and that was something that was very near and dear. We've done several walks for it. Uh, TELUS has come on as a corporate sponsor. You know, you can go on www.iamsomeone.ca. You can see all of our uh, media channels. We've been picked up. We've had millions of dollars of advertising right across the country uh, promoting this, uh, and I, was the, I am the president and founder of that. I also uh, run something called Desperate Families of British Columbia. I'm a mental health uh, advocate and resource for families dealing, dealing with mental health issues. Um, I have a brother, unfortunately, who, you know, I love dearly, who suffers with uh, schizoaffective and uh, bipolar disorder. He's been in and out of hospitals his, you know, entire adult life. You know, uh, it, it never, ever, ever ends. And, and what I found is there's such a uh, challenge with the healthcare system. There is no housing. There is no support. There is no advocacy. And, you know, these poor people with these loving brothers and sons and mothers and fathers are being criminalized. So I put together a huge uh, resource center. And my ultimate long-term goal is to have mental health houses uh, in most major markets across the, the country. Uh, it is just, it is so difficult, so daunting, and so sad. So those are two things where, you know, I have spearheaded, I have stepped in. They're large initiatives, and, and they've, you know, for me, not only are they needed, but it just feels good for the heart. Wow, you are definitely a action-oriented person. 
numbers and like uh that that's awesome the, the both of those campaigns are fantastic so the i am someone campaign uh, i'm gonna put links to this in the show notes so people can check out what you're doing i think it's fantastic um yeah there's uh there'll be a lot of media in the next couple of days unfortunately i'm hopping in air aircraft here in a couple hours but uh but i know there's uh some some uh you know every time we 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 launch a new initiative with that particular campaign because the uh, the sensitivity and the timing on, on anti-bullying, especially around social media, is so critical right now. Uh, it gets picked up. We get a lot of airtime and, you know, hence tell us coming on board, uh, sponsoring our pilot. And uh, it's something that's uh, very important to us. Right. And I think the, the concept of using text messaging, because you're right, like young people, that's where they live. And so make it easy for them if they're, they can want to reach out. Yeah, I'll give you an example, uh, Scott. In the last uh, two and a half years, there's been, in my small little city, there's been seven teenagers in, in this district district that have committed suicide. And it isn't even a matter of, uh, you know, suicide. Suicide is, is the absolute ultimate devastation and loss. But, you know, it's so easy right now to be, you know, incredibly uh, damaging and incredibly critical and mean uh, via text messaging or social media. I mean, you know, when you and I were kids, you know, you got picked on, you went home after school, closed your door, and you were safe. Well, now you're not mm-hmm. safe because, you know, it gets spread, you know, to your entire community and beyond at the push of a button. And if I don't have to say it to you face-to-face, I can say the most vile, you know, disgusting, mean, degrading things and get away with it. And I can do it anonymously. So, you know, there's a crisis going on right now. And, and honestly, you know, kids, especially in their teenage years, and it, it, you know, it happens in, you know, adult communities and workplaces and, you know, uh, religious communities, gay and lesbian communities. I mean, bullying happens everywhere. But the youth are at a critical age where, you know, we are absolutely shaping who they become as adults. And we are robbing these kids of, uh, you know, who they are. I mean, we are changing their personalities, making them introverts, you know, in many, many, many cases. And, and uh, you know, it is a crisis. So it's something that, uh, that we're proud of. And, and this texting platform is the first one of its kind in Canada. And uh, the texting uh, short code is two, the number two, TALK, T-A-L-K. And we partnered with uh, British Columbia 211, the RCMP, School District 43, Coquitlam Centre, uh, TELUS, and of course, Dominion Lenny Centre was the uh, founding uh, sponsor and partner. Wow, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to, I could camp out on this, but I'm going to, just so we can keep the interview going, but I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about failure. I know that obviously is a, you're a guy who likes to, to do things, take action and take risks. And I got to think that over the years you've been an entrepreneur, that there must've been some failures there, but I, I always think failure is not final, but when you look back, there's always a lesson in it. So can you share an example of something that maybe you failed at and then uh, the lesson that you learned when you look back? Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I mean, there's always... You know, you can't succeed until you have failures because your biggest life lessons are built around uh, what you learn from those failures. You know, one of the things for me, and, you know, I'm just super fortunate. I've always been really passionate. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people have looked at me and, and just said, like, you know, this guy's not real or he's too passionate or, you know, something doesn't seem right. And I've had to obviously, you know, manage how, how I communicate. Um, but when you're very passionate, sometimes you become too reactive. And by me being reactive, uh, you know, in, in cases, uh, you know, uh, occasionally got me into trouble, you know, where I said something or responded too quick. And, and really what I've learned from being too reactive is that so often, and a lot of this just comes with age and maturity and experience, but so often, you know, um, is time is often the best healer. And, uh, you know, I can even make problems bigger by reacting too quick. Uh, and many of those problems or situations just simply disappear on their own if you give them a day or you give them a week or you give them a month. So for me, the lesson that I've learned is to, you know, listen more than 
then I speak and allow time to do its job and to solve a lot of the issues that, you know, sometimes um, aren't really issues if you would have just given them a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So the trick has been to figure out how to, like, uh, bottle your passion in a, in a way so that you can use it when, when it's appropriate, but then temper it sometimes to give yourself uh, a time to think. And I think nothing in leadership is more important than passion. I mean, people follow passionate people. People want to be, you know, a part of, uh, you know, something bigger, a going concern. And, and I think that, you know, with that, sometimes you got to be able to manage it. You got to be able to take it on the chin and, and realize, hey, you know what? Wow, I responded too quickly. You know, I've done that lots of times. I've done it in the mortgage business already. I'm going to do it again. But, you know, you try to learn from it and, and you try to realize that there is a balance and, and there's a spot in between that leads to success. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to ask you, but you kind of briefly alluded to this, but the story I always like to talk, start with talking about the past and where your organization came from. And so you're, you had said initially that you had this idea, you talked to this guy in a barbecue. So tell me about the first year of like, what, what, how did you go from idea? Cause a lot of times people have a great idea and it, and, but it doesn't go anywhere. So how did you actually take the idea and make it into something that actually started to grow? And now obviously is the largest brokerage in the country. Well, you know, it's funny because I always laugh and, and this is something that I tell people, you know, people say, uh, you know, wh- why do you do this and, and why are you self-employed and why did you start these companies? And, you know, I always joke, but I never wanted to have to ask someone if I could go for lunch. You know, I was always one of those guys where, you know, I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. And when we started, uh, we literally started in a small single office in my business partner's real estate office. And I started with the MBABC roster, the actual annual roster, they come out with a list of all the mortgage brokers, and mm-hmm. I started at eight. And, you know, the first person on the list got a phone call, and I would say something like, hey, it's Gary Morris from Dominion Lending Centers. I'm sure you've heard of us. And I remember them saying, no, I haven't heard of you. That's awesome. <laughs> right? Of course they haven't heard of me. You're my first call. But I, I really kind of started in the early days trying to build that brand, and uh, I just said, listen, we're going to be the largest mortgage company in Canada. We think there's a huge opportunity for consumer awareness. We think there's an opportunity for us to build a brand. Uh, financial services is a very critical component to most lives, and we think that brand and credibility are going to make a, uh, a huge difference in matter. You know, would you please sit down with me and give me an hour of your time, and I'll show you what we're doing. And for that first year, every single phone call, every single meeting, uh, Chris and I did ourselves. And we were, you know, literally, we had a brochure, we had PowerPoint presentation, and it was just getting people on board who, you know, believed in our story, believed in what we wanted to do, believed in our background, and believed in our passion. And, you know, as you know, it's much easier today for a company than ever ever has been. You know, obviously, we're nine years in, we, we have a great track record, you know, the top agents in the country, you know, many of them work for our companies. Uh, but back then, it was just sheer effort, energy, and, uh, and hard work. And, uh, you know, I remember thinking, wow, we have 17 brokers right now. If we could only have 50, that would be an amazing company. And then you yeah. just <laughs> wow, I'd like to have 100. And, you know, then all of a sudden, hey, maybe we could go over to, you know, Alberta. If they like it here in BC, maybe Alberta's a good spot. It's close. It's only an hour flight. And, you know, literally, you know, we, we, just, we just started building the foundations. And uh, for me, business is business. People are people. And um, systems are very important. And we were growing and learning all the time, but we were doing it in an industry where we thought there was tremendous opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so tell me in that first year, just because that's an awesome like first year story, like almost like starting in a garage in a sense and building your company. But like, how did you, you went from nine people, how did it look at the end of the first year after you, like what letter were you on and how big was your company in the first 12 months? 
Yeah, you know, don't hold me to the number exactly, although I could find it with a few strokes. Uh, I think at the end of 2006, we had somewhere uh, about 200 brokers. And, you know, our culture was great. Our culture is still great. We did a lot of stuff. And what we infused into the brokers was uh, excitement and, and energy and technology. Uh, I had a young guy that had done some work for me in one of my other businesses that was, you know, first-year university student. When I met him, he was a high school student, and he was incredibly creative when it came to technology and tools. So even in that first year, we could go and sit down, you know, and, and present to these brokers, but show them these cool tools that would help them do more business in their business. Mm-hmm. And, and that today is, you know, still nine years later, something that we are relentless about, and it's always adding new value tools to make your job easier. So, uh, you know, that helped us, but I think it was around 200, Scott. Okay, that's awesome. And so another, you know, I'm going to ask this question about your brokerage. So looking back after the past nine years, there must be some things that maybe you, you kind of thought that was a misstep. So can you share an example of something that was maybe a mistake that you think your brokerage has made in the past? Yeah, you know, I mean, God, there's so many mistakes. You just learn every single day uh, from tools and technology and how you handle people and markets. You know, I think one of the ones that I think radiates with me the most is, you know, we didn't move and we weren't aggressive enough in the Maritimes and Atlantic Canada. And it's something that we're showing up now. We really like the market. We really like the people out there. Uh, you know, if you look at that, that market, although it's a little bit flat right now in the last few years, it's had tremendous growth. The average mortgage amount has uh, gone up. Uh, you know, they, they have still uh, today and, and certainly over the last few years have felt almost like a orphan. A lot of the lenders, you know, haven't lent out there. That's changing a little bit now. Uh, so I think that, you know, when we go into a market, we're always very focused and we have, you know, strategic targets. And, mm-hmm. and I think that we didn't move in there fast enough. We didn't focus on there fast enough. And we're finding, well, wow, there's some really great people out there. Mm-hmm. It's a really good market. Uh, and there's still lots of opportunities. So uh, that was sort of a lesson to us. And we're shoring that up now as we speak. Right. So now I'm going to switch gears. We're talking about the past and I want to talk about the present. So with all the options available in the marketplace as far as uh, brokerages, so what makes your company unique? Why would why would somebody decide to join your company? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a million reasons, you know, certainly from our perspective. Uh, one of the things, I think we do a much better job than anybody else in Canada with brand. And we're in the financial service sector and people are looking for credibility, looking for stability. They want visibility of uh, office presence and they want expertise and professionalism. And I think that we are the first company, obviously, you know, even before Don Cherry, but then with Don Cherry to really go direct to the consumer. Uh, I think that we've been very particular. We only grant franchises to people who have, uh, you know, uh, storefronts. So we give the local community some credibility. They can, you know, walk in, ask questions, follow up if there's a problem along the way, number one. And number two, technology. Uh, We have been relentless about technology since day one. For me, a business isn't a business unless it runs itself. And a business doesn't run itself unless you have, you know, technology in place to, you know, communicate with your past customers, your present customers, you know, maybe customers that you haven't done business with, that you want to do business with, with the consumer directly and with all your referral partners. So, you know, you would have just probably saw on all the blogs, we made a significant investment in Purview. We Mm -hmm. launched a program called Property Valuation System. Uh, we have put in the hand the ability for every mortgage broker in Canada 
uh, instantly to search a property, an address, a customer's name, and to get all the information, such as who's on title, what the mortgage amount is, uh, you know, property comparables in that market over the last 12 months, over the last five years, historical sales, uh, you know, all the things that the lenders are using to uh, approve deals day in, day out. Uh, it was just being beta tested in the last year from purview for the broker community. We mm-hmm. went in there and said we want a national program. Um, you know, it was a very expensive program. We negotiated the program with them so we could give it to every one of our uh, agents and owners in the country. We've had something called Autopilot for many years. So Autopilot is our number one uh, lead tool in the country. On average, our mortgage broker with 200 names in the autopilot system picks up an extra 12 to 18 deals per year. So we're putting 25 to $30,000 of income, you know, in a mortgage broker's uh, pocket per year. If they're using our system, that's a free, a free product. Um, we really recognize that, you know, uh, mortgage brokers and owners want to build their own business. They want to make a difference in their own community. So we've been leading the industry and helping them recruit, uh, teaching them business skills so that they can run, you know, good, profitable companies so they can have the technology to attract the very best. Um, and the other thing is, is that, you know, with size comes opportunity. Now with the purchase of a mortgage center, we do more than $21 billion. Uh, if you would have saw the last uh, lender report, DLC and mortgage center collectively, or sorry, DLC only, not collectively, uh, were number one at 18 out of the top 20 lenders in Canada. Mm-hmm. So we are number one. We're the number one customer at 18 out of the top 20 lenders in Canada. So with that, you know, there's uh, product and pricing and different programs that we're seeing all the time. And as we get stronger as a company, uh, we think we're going to see more of those opportunities. So we think that size matters. We think that brand matters. Uh, and we think that a relentless pursuit to always create new technology and make your job easier is going to separate us from everybody else. Gary, talking to you is like drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> Yeah, just well, like, you know, it's funny, Scott, because, you know, you, you and I have never had a chance to, to chat before. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I always, let me let me share this with you. And it's something that I, you know, to me, business is business. And it, it wouldn't matter what business I'm in. I, I believe that business has fundamentals. And I believe that, you know, business is, is really a recipe. Uh, and, and we all want to contribute. We all want to make a difference. Um, but, it, you know, if I were to share my recipe with you, it would be to find a business you enjoy that has long-term market and growth opportunities. Mm-hmm. Have to have an upside. Add a healthy dash of passion, energy, and commitment. Hire the very best cooks that you can and give them the autonomy, uh, give them creative free will, and then never, ever settle with anything but the very uh, best possible product. And I think you can take that recipe and you can put it in any business, any market, any size, whether you're a new agent looking to build your business, whether you're a franchise owner looking to build your business, whether you're looking to start something and give back in your community, I think that if you follow a simple recipe like that uh, or similar to that, um, you know, with a, with a defined set of ground rules, uh, I think the outcome is going to be incredibly positive. Mm-hmm. That's awesome advice. I'm actually going to put that in the show notes for anybody looking at in this business or another business. That's fantastic. I'm going to ask, you know, okay, I know you're going to have an answer to this. So where's the opportunity for the big brokerage houses in the next couple of years? Well, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation. Uh, you know, it's very expensive to do what we do. It's very expensive to have the kind of tools and technology and the staff that we have. I mean, I have an engine, you know, running at head office with, you know, a lot of horsepower. I have 40 staff sitting here. And our job every single day is to look at opportunities in the market and look at new tools and look at new, uh, you know, software and components that can make your job easier, uh, both to educate the consumer, but, to, you know, put systems into your daily day uh, activity. 
And I think a lot of the super brokers, you know, maybe don't have the wherewithal or aren't as committed to a company like ours. So I think there's going to be opportunities for us to shore some of those up, to maybe look at some partnerships, to, you know, purchase some of those companies uh, in every industry in the world. There is the lead brand and the challenger brand. So what that means is the top two companies typically make up, you know, sort of 80 to 85% of the market share and the other competitors. And in many cases, dozens or hundreds fight for the last, you know, sort of 10 to 15% market share. So let me give you an example. In credit, there's Visa, MasterCard, lead brand, challenger brand. In soda, there's Coke, Pepsi, lead brand, challenger brand. There's Tim Hortons, there's Starbucks, lead brand, challenger brand. It just goes on and on. There's Nike, Reeboks, lead, Nike, Reeboks, lead brand, challenger brand. Ford, GM, lead brand, challenger brand. And in all of these industries, there's a whole bunch of other competitors, but they make a very, very, very small percentage of the overall market share because they're dominated by these lead brand and challenger brands. In our industry, the lead brand is the banks, and it's our job to make Dominion Lending Centers and Mortgage Center the challenger brands. And I think that the more that we can get on page, the more guys like, you know, you and I and, you know, uh, mortgage operators uh, coast to coast and small mortgage companies, the more we come together and the more we leverage, you know, that ability for consumer awareness and confidence and the more we, you know, leverage those cost structures by streamlining, uh, the stronger we're going to be as an industry, the more uh, life we're going to have as an industry and the more profitability we're going to have as an industry. We have a real concern right now in our industry with price compression. You know, uh, although I believe that for the most part, the rate wars are behind us. These rate wars, these rate wars aren't good for anyone. All of a sudden, you know what? We're buying down the rate. Our commission is less on every single deal. And with size and consolidation, it puts us in a very strong position to fight against, you know, issues like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, the question I was about to ask you was about the risks, but it's not, you just answered it for me. You talked about the risks of rate wars and b- being able to use your size to to help combat that for the individual broker like myself or someone who's trying to write loans. So I'm gonna. This is the last question I'm gonna ask you, and so I just want to know what is your BHAG for your company? So that's big, hairy, audacious goal over the next five years. Like, where do you want to see DLC over the next five years? Well, you know, I really like the course that we're on right now. I mean, we're still growing as a company. Our offices are getting stronger every single day. We are seeing some consolidation. Some of the small offices are saying, hey, you know, I just love being a broker and maybe I don't want to manage offices and our big offices are getting really big. You know, same thing that happened in the real estate industry. So I think we're going to see uh, more of that. I mean, my goal has been 40 to 50% market share. Today, we're at about 31% market share. So I think 40 to 50% market share is going to put us into a position where we are the default go-to brand for the Canadian consumer. So in other words, when you're looking to renew your mortgage, to get a new mortgage, when you're a first-time home buyer, uh, sure, you're going to walk into your brand. I mean, they've been around for, you know, in some cases, you know, 130, 140 years. But we also want you every single time unequivocally to speak to someone at Dominion Lending Centers and make sure that your options are presented well and make sure that you know, uh, you know, the value prop that we have as well. We want to be that de facto go-to brand. We want to change the way people feel about getting mortgages. And also with that, we want to continue to, you know, add new products, uh, the opportunity to cross-sell so that we can make sure that our industry is here to stay. It's healthy. It's strong. We're in a great space right now. Those of us who work hard, who have done a good job in the business, make great livings. And I do not want to see this industry, you know, start to become chipped away at, you know, because nobody has the eye on the ball. I want to be, you know, considered our company or industry. I want to be considered, you know, as one of the cogs that helps uh, shepherd the longevity and the strength and the healthiness of our industry going forward.
Gary, this has been an awesome interview. I have really appreciated it. And uh, I can definitely pick up on your passion from our conversation. So where can people find you online? Uh, You can find me online at, uh, you know what, best way to get a hold of me is uh, by email, Gary, G-A-R-Y, at dominionlending.ca. I also do have a uh, website, garymorris.ca as well. But anytime anyone wants to get a hold of me, if you're out there and you have a team and you want information, if you just want to, you know, get my opinion on something, I love what I do. Uh, My cell number is 604-240-0163. I've been available every single day for nine years now. It's what we do. And, uh, you know, I feel free to share. Thanks for the opportunity, Scott. I really, really appreciate it. And honestly, you know, uh, this is great work you're doing. Thanks for uh, making a contribution to our business. Hey, no, thank you for your time. And anybody listening to this, if they go to the ilovemortgagebrokering.com, in the show notes, we'll have links to Gary, his website. And Gary, I I have no doubt that you're going to continue to uh, grow and expand your reach with DLC. And I hope that you crush the rest of your year. (laughs) You know, likewise. Thanks for having me on, Scott. I appreciate it. The only podcast for brokers by brokers. I Love Mortgage Brokering will inspire you to up your mortgage business. Join your host, Scott Peckford. Hi, Broker Nation. If you enjoyed this interview, please take a minute, visit iTunes, and rate this podcast. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next month. Okay, that's not true, but I would really appreciate it. Also, I want to invite you to join me on a quest. After every episode, I personally take five minutes and think about one thing or one idea I can use to improve my mortgage business. I encourage you to do the same. Over the next 12 months, I plan to do 100 interviews and make 100 improvements. I'm going to track these to see how they impact my business and, more importantly, my bottom line. Visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com and post in the show notes what one thing you plan to do differently after listening to this interview and check out what other brokers are sharing. Also, if you'd like to connect with me, fire me an email at scott at robyourbank.com. I love hearing from passionate mortgage professionals who are interested in improving their business. Until next time, rock on.